Yeah, why are you laughing, Chad? Kill you with truth. Why are you laughing if Nate says I look good? <laughs> I see you. Hey, look at Nate. He looks like an extra from the TV show Beretta. That looks amazing. Look at this outfit here. I mean, what are we what are we styling with here? Is that just a hoodie just or is that a, a yeah, just, just a hat? Yeah. All right. Oh, all right. All right. All right. It's, all right. it's a hoodie that I got at the uh, Army Navy game. Actually, look at that. It's look an Army hoodie. That. that looks good. And Chad, how you doing? How how you all dealing with this frozen weather? I mean, let's just get into that, Chad. I'm in Arizona, man. Oh, you know, <laughs> fuck you. Really? <laughs> I, I winter in Arizona and I summer in Colorado. Unbelievable! Just, uh, Unbelievable. My bad. Have Have you been there this whole cold snap this whole yes. time? Oh, Is that why God. you go? That's part of it for sure. Wow, so you just can't handle it, huh? You just can't handle um, it. I'd rather not. You know, in my heart, I am a tough guy, but also the reality is I'm a Southern California guy. Mm. So uh, between the two, sometimes the Southern California softness wins. Well, let's get to uh, the coldness in the NFL. Should this Buffalo game have been played in Toronto? Would you have moved the game up to Toronto? Nate? Well, what's the weather like in Toronto? Well, it's nice. They've got a dome. They've got the sky no, dome. No, they, no, they've got no, a dome. Dude. They keep doing that to the Bills. And then they play in Detroit. And there's it's just, they did that a couple times, right? And uh, it changes the dynamic of it. Look, the Chiefs played in minus 20 the other day. or minus, well, Feels like minus 27, but it's actual minus 7, which I don't ever get. Like, how do, how do you know what it feels like? You know what I mean? Yeah, but that, uh, game, was, that game was shit. That game sucked. Why? I mean, football's supposed to be played in the elements, man. You know, um, it is. Is it? Uh, all right. is yeah. it? Yeah, it is. is it? Yeah, really. So is. you're you're gonna tell me that Kansas City Miami game was somehow better than the Detroit Rams game? Go ahead. Better? What? In what way? What do you mean? Entertaining, interesting, fair well, to the, the players Chiefs, who have because the put Chiefs in were, all that work. Because the Chiefs were better. Look, the Miami Dolphins can't play in cold weather. That's their problem, and and, and they got to. Figure that out. That's a spiritual issue with those guys. They lost by 19 points. The, the the Cowboys got whooped as well. That was a shitty game, and that was inside. I mean, these are teams that that clearly were deficient in the moment, and I don't think the weather necessarily, you know, made the the Dolphins. I don't know, man. No, no. You have to you have to contend with the fucking elements. Chad. Now, there's there's a reason why the Super Bowl is never in. Well, I can say never, but hardly ever in a cold weather city, because it affects the game. It makes the okay. game a less fun game to attend a less fun game to watch a less fun game to 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 play in um so yeah i'm all for football and the weather and all that stuff but no, at some not. point there <laughs> there is a line there is well, a line out there and, and clearly where, where is the line well here's the irony here's the line here's the irony football for the vast majority of the season is played in great weather the vast majority of the time it's okay. only really like in January or late December where it gets squirrely. So this whole thing, like why does football all of a sudden change? And that's better because the seasons change because the earth rotates because the sun is, what do do you mean, dude? You can't, but but training camp sweltering September, usually great weather, October, pretty good. November 60 degrees inside games. But then all of a sudden we get to the most important part of the, of the year and you've got to play in conditions that you never see the rest of the year, and somehow that's better? I think it sucks, man. I think it sucks. But you're a Bills fan, number one. That's what hurts you to see your 
team compromised in this moment like that. But what's the solution to that? I mean, you know, have all playoff games in neutral locations and take away the home field advantage that these teams have worked so hard to get or start the season in June, maybe. So the Super Bowl can be in November. Would that would that scratch the itch? It's I mean, not what- a it's not a bad thought to just make sure that all playoff games are in. Con- hey, you know what, teams build a fucking dome. OK, you know, I mean, you're all billionaires. It, look, wow. how, how stupid are the Buffalo Bills, by the way? My team, they, they're getting hundreds of millions of state funding. They're building a brand new stadium without a roof. I mean, how stupid are you? Not, they don't even, they're not even doing one that, well, here's what they're doing. It's going to cover the stands, kind of. So it's not going to, you know, maybe it doesn't snow so much in the stands. Have you guys seen video of what's happening there in Buffalo? Yeah. They're they're plowing the the aisles. They're not necessarily plowing the seats. You, you I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It's uh, Chad. I don't know. Help me here, or or maybe I'm just totally wrong at all. No, I'm I'm in the middle between you guys. I, I understand Nate's point, and I understand your point. And there's something to be said for being a team with a weather advantage. So if you're Buffalo, yes, of course you don't want to take that away by going into a dome. The weather's part of your, your identity. It's part of the city's identity. That That's how it works out there. And so, but uh, as the NFL moves to longer and longer seasons, because 18 games is not too far away. Oh, it's coming. Um, playoff games in potentially disastrous weather are going to be more and more frequent where it's not just, is it too cold to play football? It's too cold for people to try to, you know, get in mass and go to a game. 60,000 people in one place when the roads are clogged and they can't have emergency services and pipes are busting and there's no electricity and things like that. That's clearly a problem the NFL is going to have to contend with as they move to another week longer of a season coming up here in the next couple of years. So uh, I see both sides of this. But I, I, as again, as a Southern California guy, I hated playing in cold weather. I hated it every single time. It was not an advantage to me with, you know, if I was a Pittsburgh Steeler, if I was a Colorado Buffalo, if it was raining and cold in Seattle, if it was cold in New England. I hate that shit every single time. It was never any fun for me. So I'd rather play in a dome under climate control conditions, but football is played no matter what the weather is. All right, let's go through uh, quick thoughts on games. Nate Jackson, we start with you. How fired is Mike McCarthy in Dallas? Yeah, man, I guess he's got to go 12 and five, three straight years and then bounce in the first round, three straight years. Right. So it's clearly not like to me, it's like they need a therapist there. They need a psychologist. They need somebody who understands people. This is not a football issue. This is some something within them that they I don't I don't, I don't get it. You know, there, there was they they look bad all game. I mean, they were not on the same page. How do you go from looking being the most dynamic offense in the NFL all season long, or at least one of them, and not losing at home for I don't know how many games and putting up crazy, like averaging 30-something points at home. Right. And then just to doing that, like to, to have your number one receiver and your quarterback, your, your, your number one receiver in the NFL and your quarterback looking at each other like they don't even know each other. And like, you know, there's something spiritual going on there. And so I do think you need to make a coaching change. Uh, I don't know if Belichick is the guy, but um, I don't know. Who, who do you bring in? Chad? I think it's got to be Belichick, um, clearly, because he's got a short window, obviously, the man's 72 years old. Um, so if do it for three years, maybe four years, maybe find a way to ride out this Dak Prescott 
Super Bowl window possibility here and have a guy like Bill Belichick in there who's obviously been there and done it many times. He has climbed the mountain over and over again in various forms. Those Patriot teams weren't all the same teams. They won those Super Bowls it with defense, with the run game, with a passing game. They were able to do it multiple ways. So to bring in a guy with that type of Super Bowl and playoff experience uh, that, and for a team that needs just that little kick to get over it, uh, I think he would be the perfect fit. He and Jerry Jones uh, have been very complimentary to each other for years and years and years. Obviously, Jerry Jones got along with some way with Bill Parcells, uh, Bel- Belichick's mentor. So I see this as a perfect fit in a very short-term fashion to get the Cowboys over the hump. Good thing or bad thing, the Flacco shit is done. Nate? It was a good story, but, you know, Flacco's going to Flacco, right? Flacco's going to Flacco. <laughs> That's great. No. Big six. Next throw. Pick yeah, six. Hey, there's, there's our guy. There's our guy. They look good. They look good for a minute there, though. I mean, there was it was a good game, and then those two plays, just boom, boom, it was over. Um, you know, I mean, quarterbacks like him, He's got the muscle memory of going back there in the pocket and uh, and being able to read defenses and throw the ball around. He's not very mobile, but then again, you know, you get a defense who gets starts to feel get used to him and see his body language, and they were able to jump those routes and and uh, end that thing in a pretty ugly fashion. But it's also you got to give credit to the Houston Texans and what they oh. were able to do. Oh, and it was it was a similar win, in my opinion, to the to the way the Packers played with just youthful energy and the type of like aggressiveness and speed and confidence that the other team lacked. I mean, the Cowboys were just completely overwhelmed by the energy of the Packers and, and their youth. I mean, the Packers are a really young team and so are the Texans and they were able to go in there. And I was, I was listening to Greg Olson talk, interesting stat that the more experienced teams, the more experienced playoff teams actually win less than 50% of the time in the playoffs. Interesting. Why? You know what I'm saying? Like what, what's on their minds? Why did the young guys who don't have that experience actually play better in those moments? Cause they did play really, really well. That's Houston Texans should be congratulated more than Joe Flacco is, you know, uh, you know, flogged i went one for three this weekend with my picks nice Um, job thank you thank you very much yeah so i went with experience i went with joe flacco super bowl experience um but gosh the joe flacco thing i mean as calm as his demeanor was it it felt like he was not appropriately up for the game there was a i think there's a certain calmness that he projects as a veteran quarterback but at the same time, you've got to be up for this playoff game. This is a whole new level of football. The intensity ratchets up. The the playmaking ability ratchets up. For So for a guy who felt like he was already happy to be playing with house money, you've got to f- find a way to ramp it up and be a little bit more demonstrative and a little bit more visibly engaged for your young teammates to 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 hitch their wagon to you. So, uh, yeah, I suppose I'm, I'm glad it's over because – Joe Flacco returned back to the meme that we knew as Bronco fans, and the the Disney story is now over. How old is Joe Flacco, real quick? How old uh, are you? Yeah, thirty eight. Oh my yeah. god! Okay, so you guys remember oldest quarterback to start an NFL playoff game? Uh, wow! And so you guys guy remember him would be Brady and Breeze and and uh, Mon- uh, Manning. Uh, gosh, guys like that. Guys you would think of. Robert so you Berger. guys. 
I, I think you guys remember that when in your early 30s, you start to lose two to three percent of your testosterone every year. <laughs> so maybe Joe Flacco's got some low T issues there. That's kind of causing his demeanor. Listen, change. you can take a two minute quiz at Rocky Mountain Men's Clinic. It takes, like, it takes like two minutes. It's You'll have your like, answers and yeah. 10 questions. I yeah. mean, just yes or no bad. answers. I mean, yes. Well, Don't forget I mean, to take a P test. Make sure your, your, your P levels are in a good spot. Listen, it's all makes sense. Rocky Mountain Men's Clinic.com. Yes. <laughs> uh, the the um, Lions Rams game I just thought was spectacular, top to bottom. The uh, the the intensity in the stadium, what the what was the storylines in the game, just everything about it. And then you see the post game celebration afterwards, and Dan Campbell is hugging up on the GM who uh, I think was a DoorDash delivery driver like three years ago or something. It's a it's a crazy story, and. Boy, do you see those guys bonded together. And when Dan Campbell says, Jared Goff, you're good enough to be in Detroit. Woo! I get chills on that, Chad. It's a very special moment. Now, I got some concerns about the Lions over-celebrating their wild card win. This ain't the Super Bowl. There's lots more hills to climb out there. But for that city to kind of end the playoff drought, playoff victory drought, um, and Dan Campbell to be rewarded for his work and the GM to record it for rewarded for their work. Um, that Matt Stafford trade essentially set them up for where they are right now and got the Rams a Super Bowl victory. So a rare trade in the NFL where it's a win-win for both teams. It's a very compelling storyline. I thought it was a great game. And literally it came down to the difference of the Rams offense not being able to score in the red zone three times in the red zone, three times the Lions defense limiting the field goals. That was a difference in the ball game, which came out to be a one point game. Uh, so it was the best game clearly of the weekend. And that game, I was wrong too. I thought the Rams winning seven of their last eight gave them some momentum and Sean McVay and Matt Stafford's playoff experience would play, would pay dividends in that game. And clearly as Nate pointed out earlier, the more experienced teams don't win as often as we would like them to based on our preconceived notions. Yeah, the Lions came ready to play. They scored touchdowns in their first three drives and and went uh, you know, and then actually had trouble scoring after that. The final score was 24-23. And so um it was that it was the way they came out of the gate that really won it for them. Um Matt Stafford played pretty well. Puka Nakua, incredible performance. Incredible. At, um this rookie man is is i just he's fun to watch very savvy uh won't get tackled easy not the fastest dude not the biggest dude but just he's a very savvy receiver at a young age i really enjoy watching him uh um but um yeah man dan campbell dude it's like how, how could you not love the guy i mean he, he was sean payton's assistant back in the day mike shanahan told me that when mike shanahan um interviewed for the miami dolphins job the dolphins um owner said and this was after you know this was after the redskins experiment was over and all that he's like i want I, i'll hire you but i want you to make dan campbell your assistant wow assistant head coach and mike's like why don't you just hire him i'm out <laughs> so really yeah, was that like that? That. i didn't yeah. know that that's a, that's interesting so so dan campbell has been on this path you know he's impressed people everywhere he's gone people have seen in him this so that he could be this guy and it's not just about the x's and o's it's about what he inspires of those around him and, and he, he did so as a player as a fucking kneecap biting player as a kneecap biting coach he drinks a shit ton of caffeine every day and he freaking does push-ups and he might still be on steroids who cares he's freaking rocking it man and he's just like his face is all red and he fucking cares and he cries and he yells and he's like dude that, i mean that's what the Cowboys really 
need, you know, like somebody who connects with the players. And that's what I was talking about, like a therapist or a psychologist, somebody who understands them and can get them in, moving in the right direction and get them to care and love one another the way Dan Campbell clearly has has those guys loving each other and loving him as a coach. Yeah, I, I, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm with Chad, too, although I'm not going to doubt the Lions, you know, because I've been so impressed by them. But when you see a 90-year-old guy at his first Lions game crying, you're like, you want a wild card game. <laughs> I mean, that's that's awesome. But how many shots? Hey, there's Tim Smithers from Flint City, Michigan. <laughs> and he's never seen the Lions win in person. And, <laughs> and there's Eminem. He's writing like nine songs, but nobody cares anymore because he's older and rich. And it's just like, hey, eight mile, you got more to go. But Eminem just looked so awkward when he was doing that intro. And, like, oh, I don't know if you saw the whole thing. I did. Like, yeah, he's, like, blinking a lot. And he just, like, yeah. looks all uncomfortable. Like, he's just been spending too much time in his basement, dude. Like, <laughs> he's, just, he's like he's like the – what is that What is that old mercurial recluse Walter – the, the, uh, the air, aviator Walter? guy? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, not Howard like, Hughes. Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes. Yeah, yeah. yeah they had, he, he had a Howard Hughes vibe to me. When yeah, he he's peeing in milk bottles in his yeah. home theater. You know, it's it's yeah. it's seven like, M. Oh, he's still alive. And finally, we I've heard of popsicle toes, but the walrus with the popsicle mustache, Andy Reid, which was pretty cool and everything. And was you know, not. Um, what else would it be? Right, exactly. It was freaking snot. Right, what they thought it was so cute. That's snot. That oh, is man. that's frozen snot on on his on his lip. That's what that is. Yeah, that, that is exactly what it is. And when he went in at halftime, it probably melted and fucking went like he licked it. Well, yeah, he got a little... He's trying to tell him what we're gonna do to start off the second half. He's got. It's not gonna, in his mouth. We're going to start with a tasty disgusting. treat is what we're going to do. That's uh, that's what we're going to do. All yeah. right. So um, that game, you know, I don't know that game. I, I just felt I felt bad for the Dolphins. I'm a fan of hard knocks in season. I'm watching it and I like Mike McDaniel. He went to Smoky Hill High School. I can see it out my window right now. And I just felt like this sucks, man. You works you work your ass off. And then then that, you know, I don't know, man, that's. I guess we've already been around that, so we'll just move on. No, Let there's, me just... a, there's, it, it goes a little deeper than that. I mean, the Miami Dolphins were one in five against playoff teams this year. They actually sucked against good teams. This was not like, oh, the Miami Dolphins were set up to beat the Chiefs. No, they weren't. Actually, they weren't. They beat a lot of bad teams, and they got their asses kicked by every good team in, that they mm -hmm. played. And this was another example of that. And and you know, the weather thing is real because of where they play, where they practice. They're used to a, a, a completely different climate. And it's not just, you know, that could have been a 10 degree game or a 15 degree game. And it would have been the same outcome. It really would have. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think that they, you know, I think the Chiefs would have beat them no matter what, if they played them in Arrowhead. And it was, uh, you know, under 50 degrees like those guys don't travel well and they don't play good teams. Well, you agree, Chad? That's certainly been the case this year, but I don't think, as we talked about on Friday, uh, DMAC, there's not a team in the league that was worse prepared to play in that kind of game because of where they practice, because of, of who they are, because of their style of play. All those things added up to what well, was an ass kicking. Um, so that was the one, the one game all weekend that I got correct because I knew the Dolphins, again, of all 32 teams in the NFL, they are the least prepared to play in a cold weather game, particularly a game as cold as that. Predictions for today, uh, the Bills and the Steelers. I think this is a huge break for the Steelers, Chad. I do. 
I think the Bills game is um, not based on cold weather at all. Uh, and I think the Steelers, this, I think this is a huge help for the Steelers. I, I think the Bills should still win, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if Mike Tomlin gets over on the Bills today. Wow. Without TJ Watt, um, with Mason Rudolph as your quarterback, I, I think the odds are stacked against them heavily. While it's certainly within the realm of possibility, uh, I, I think the Bills have been playing good football the last five weeks. And uh, the Steelers, who limped their way into the playoffs, they just don't have enough offensive firepower. I, I just I just don't see how it happens. Well, how many turnovers does Josh Allen uh, contribute today? Because he's been a turnover freaking machine, Nate. Two. Yeah, I think it'll probably he'll probably protect the ball a little more today because they'll be more conservative play calling because based on the weather. You know, I, I think that he takes more chances when he just when when the weather allows it essentially. And I think that you know I agree with Chad. I, I think the Steelers' offense is so bad um, that I don't think the Bills are going to have to do all that to win it. Um, so I think the you know there'll be one turnover, maybe a pick. You know, maybe. Okay. But um, I think Josh Allen is going to protect the ball better than he has. All season long, and uh, they're going to handle the Steelers. Well, I hope so. I mean, that's definitely what I'm hoping for because uh, I grew up in that shit area. <laughs> All right. Meanwhile, uh, the Eagles at uh, Tampa. I guess Mama Kelsey takes Taylor Swift. Do they? Do they all go? Does Mama Kelsey? Does Taylor go down to? Does she go like? Well, you know, let's see my other kid play. You know, or 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 is Taylor just you know staying there in Kansas City with T Rav? I don't. I wonder what kind of tension it is causing in the Kelsey family that 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 now Mama Kelsey's spending so much time with Taylor. Like, what about Jason's wife? Like, she's been what around, about she's right. been around a lot longer, and now all right. of a sudden, are, are you know? Do are you do you care about me as much as you like Taylor? Uh, no, and, you don't. And she's given Mama Kelsey grandchildren. What seriously right. has Taylor given her aside from a hug? Mm. I don't know. That's a good point. It all feels very contrived with Patrick Mahomes' wife next to next to Taylor Swift and Taylor. Oh no, Travis what? Kelsey's mom on the other side. It's just so contrived and hokey, and you know, I'm I'm not mad at Taylor Swift and her inclusion into the NFL conversation this year, but just to force it down our throats at this point, and now to put all three of those people together, yeah, come on, let's play some football. <laughs> Wait, 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 did Tony Dungy just enter the conversation here? Is, is, is that, is that no, because I've got no Taylor Swift pushback. I just got a pushback on those three being forced together for the camera. It was just too much. I just, listen, I'm not going all Tony Dungy because I like Taylor Swift, but I'll give you this. I don't think America is more sick of anybody than uh, Taylor Swift, Mama Kelsey, and the Chiefs. That yeah. that, could all, that, <laughs> that could all go away, Nate, and I think we'd just be fine. But what I... Go what ahead, did yeah. Tony? What did Tony Dungy say? Oh, he said Taylor Swift is bad for the NFL. Mm, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's well, well said, Tony. Well, I mean, like, okay, so like, let's peel back the layers of that a little bit, not just be like, hey, you're just an old man who's like out of touch. Is it possible that this like that it could get a lot of eyeballs this year, but when that ends, it could leave it could leave a sour taste, and it can ultimately you know, um, disaffect the whole thing and kind of, uh, no, no, it's, it's no. not, uh, the it, it'll keep moving forward. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and for everybody griping the peacock thing, you realize it was a huge success, right? I mean, yeah. that was a gargantuan success, no matter how much people claim to hate it. You know, I think people just bitched about it and spent the six bucks, Chad. And that was it. 
That's that's my theory. The Peacock broadcast was sweet. The key play, little icons at the bottom. If you miss something, to be able to go back and recap all the key plays of the game right there at your fingertip. I'm not sure if it's worth six bucks, but I thought, well, this is pretty sweet. So when it came to the uh, what was the the second NBC game? That was the Rams Lions game. I didn't watch that on broadcast. I watched it on Peacock because I want advantage to take advantage of those extra features. So there is something to be said for that. So it's nice that they are not just giving you the game. They're trying to give you something extra that would be impossible on broadcast uh, with those extra features, just like the Amazon package has. There's lots of ways you can watch those Thursday night Amazon games, which are added features as well. Nate, do you like that or, or are you you're gonna be bitching about it? I went to a I went to like a, a restaurant sports bar and watched it and the sound wasn't even on. So I uh. couldn't even I was, and I was <laughs> hanging out with some friends who were just drinking and yapping in my ear. So I, I couldn't really like really appreciate the broadcast. Yeah, well a lot of people are complaining about it, but that's the way these things are going. And so, you know, again, I'm not gonna fight City Hall on that. It's just the way things are. And frankly, six bucks to be thoroughly entertained on a Saturday night at my house. I mean, what does it cost to go to a movie these days if you want to go out or do anything? Frankly, it's just not that big of a deal to me. And and we watch so many things streaming and on our computers these days anyways. What do, what do, what do I care? And you're right, Chad. The broadcast was cooler and better and, and more doable. But I know people that were just, you know, livid about it, that they couldn't. And, you know, Who do you Brandon, know that was livid about it? Our guy Vic Lombardi was livid about it. Livid really? about it. Livid about it. Whoa. But, you know. Imagine all the things in the world to be livid about. The uh, <laughs> Eagles at the Buccaneers. Who wins Nate? Man. Um, I think the Bucks are going to take them to just. That to, would be crazy. Uh, the Go Eagles ahead. are just. They just look like, you know out of touch man i mean they they don't look like the same team as last year i think they've lost what four out of their last five or no maybe not that but four out of, I mean, three out of their last five they've lost they've lost to some really bad teams i don't know what's going on with the eagles they're on the road um i'm gonna go with the inexperience here and i'm gonna just go I'm gonna go with the 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 thing happening that you don't think is going to happen and i think the bucks are gonna beat the eagles chad they've lost five of their last six so oh, um, yeah. that's not good. <laughs> um, yeah, the, I've, I've we've seen teams like this every year where they get off to a hot start and they just things just fall apart. They get exposed a bit on the field. The team starts pressing. Um, so I think on Friday when we discussed this, DMAC, I picked the Eagles thinking they would have the ability to flip the switch kind of as Kansas City did because Kansas City wasn't playing very good at the end of the season either. But as time has gone along and this weekend has gone along, I'm thinking Tampa Bay. I'm thinking Tampa Bay wins this one. Philadelphia is going to be unable to get that done. The playoff experience that they've had has been lessened due to this weekend in my mind. And Tampa Bay, Todd Bowles and uh, Baker find a way to to get it done tonight. I tell you, I'm a big Jalen Hurts fan. I am, just period. There's just something about Baker Mayfield that I just find so unridiculously um, intriguing. So that's a bad that ridiculously. I know. Just ignore it. Just ignore what I said. Just what, seriously. I, I just find him very intriguing. Okay. Really. Un- seriously. Unridiculously. So don't don't listen to me. But I'm I'm kind of digging Baker Mayfield. That's what I'm saying. We'll enjoy watching a lot of football today, which will be fun. Uh, a quick note, Chad, your new offensive coordinator for the CU Buffaloes officially is Pat Shermer. Your reaction. 
Oh, man. Again, I, I don't think Coach Prime has has enough understanding of what that name means in the state of Colorado and what that invokes when you hear the name Pat Shermer. So uh, while it could certainly pay some dividends, I don't think it paid dividends this last year when Pat Shermer went from analyst to play caller on the field. So, uh, yeah, I think the whole state of Colorado is like, we will wait and see what happens here. We will try to put our trust in you, Prime, but it does not feel good right now. Um, doesn't like this offense is going to go, go out there and light it up by any means based on his experience last year and with the Denver Broncos. Nate, does that have you fired up, Shermer and Boulder? Not really. It seems like a guy who knows all the answers and is not going to learn anything new, you know, and I feel like, you know, you need a cutting edge coach who's who's figuring out what are the trends are going to that line and trying to figure out new and exciting ways to engage his team. And I don't see Pat Shermer doing that. I see Pat Shermer being the old kind of grumpy NFL coach who knows the way and this is how it's going to be. And uh, I don't see that working at that level. Have either of you been to Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta and uh, the MLK Memorial Museum down there in Atlanta? I have not. I have not. I've been to the Rain Hotel in Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, which okay. is a whole different kind of memorial and monument. But no, I have not been to Ebenezer Baptist Church. I would highly recommend it, man. And as we celebrate uh, the Martin Luther King holiday, I think it's just important to understand where that all came from, I, and I don't know the next time you're down in Atlanta, but I'm just saying this for everybody. It's easily accessible. It's right on the outskirts of downtown Atlanta, and it's uh, it's an afternoon well spent. Um, and you see where he grew up, the church he went to, which is like five houses down, and where all of that started to me was one of the more memorable experiences of one of my trips to Atlanta, and I'd say go there. Chad, thoughts on MLK Day? Uh, it's, a, it's a, you know... <laughs> I'm in the state of Arizona, which was the last state to mm. approve this as a, as a holiday. Um, so, and that was not, I was an adult when that happened. So this was not 50 years ago when this fight was still happening. So it just goes to speak to some of the things that still go on within our country. And, you know, with this uh, current election cycle, we are certainly seeing some resurgence of um, some hateful speech and, and conversations. And so I will pull out my favorite MLK quote here. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Uh, only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. So if we're going to take anything from MLK Day to, to be able to put some meme on your social media, uh, that's one thing. But I think to be able to go out and practice what the man actually preached, show somebody some love today. Uh, don't let hate be your driver. Nate, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, um, on a day like this, uh, a lot – a lot of people talk talk about equality. Chad's talking about the memes and the social media and things like that. But uh, I look forward to the day when we don't have to talk about equality and we can all just treat each other as equals every day, in every encounter, in every way. And that's, I think, when our society will be healed. Simplest thing to do is be nice to somebody today. Be nice to everybody today and try to just extend that day after day. And I think that's the spirit of uh, the civil rights movement where you know, you should treat people as you'd want to be treated. Simple as that. It doesn't even have to go all that much deeper, although there's certainly a lot of deeper meaning behind all of it today, and we should reflect upon it. And I reflect upon it by being so grateful to be with you guys as we kindly kill you with truth on this uh, this MLK holiday.